Good evening to my friends in India and uh, good morning in North America. I'm glad to uh, be able to address you through this new uh, technology I'm still getting familiar with. I'll uh, wait a few seconds. I think uh, people are starting to join. So uh, today I want to talk to you about the problems facing the Kumbh Mela. You know, we're all very proud that the Kumbh Mela is a great event, almost 100 million people or so, which means almost like a country. Uh, only a few countries in the world are larger than that. So it's, a, it's an amazing display of everything that we are proud of in Hinduism, the diversity, the rituals, the customs, the philosophy, the discourses going on, all sorts of camaraderie, mutual respect, you know, people of every kind coming together and it's become internationalized. So it's the greatest show on earth. It's been around for 8,000 years, recorded uh, in various kinds of uh, ways. I want to talk to you about the other side of it, which is that it's also vulnerable and it is being hijacked. It is being infiltrated. Some dangerous things are happening. I've written about it four months ago. And this article of mine got translated into Hindi also and was distributed. Lacks of copies have been distributed, including in the Kumbh Mela. And when I was in India, the Akhara Parishad, which is an organization of 13 Akharas, they are the ones who, uh, they are sadhu organizations and it's their event. They literally own and operate and run the Kumbh Mela. So I managed to be in touch with them through some intermediaries got a chance to brief them. They were extremely grateful that they were alerted about this and they resonated with some of my concerns, but nobody had voiced it. Nobody had connected the dots. Nobody had told them about what is behind all this, all these strange things they see, which I will tell you about. They hadn't figured out that it's a conscious strategic plan. It's not something random happening here and there. And they hadn't thought of where it'll take us in the future. So these things are happening, but so what? They hadn't thought of that. So I want to tell you, I want to do a bit of what if, and I want to make this a very casual, informal kind of a conversation. And later, I hope I'll take some questions, or maybe you can type in some questions. So uh, the Kumbh Mela is being studied systematically, mapped. Uh, people are looking at what castes come genders, which economic classes of people. These are Western people. People from Harvard have started this project to build a database of who's who, who's oppressing whom, who's poor, who's being exploited, particularly thousands of camera crews, dozens of which are from various research centers, NGOs funded by the likes of Ford Foundation, Harvard and many of their affiliates and students and various left-wing organizations, various evangelical groups. They're all in the stage of mapping, documenting atrocities, documenting injustices, uh, looking for victims who have a complaint, these sort of things. Now, after my article and some uh, awareness it generated, uh, there have been articles from the Indian left, articles in the evangelical press, and even BBC coverage regarding this new Kumbh Mela. So one of the articles 
uh, in um, uh, Scroll, which is a left-wing, uh, you know, uh, left-wing publication, has featured uh, basically the whole article is on clash of uh, different groups uh, uh, using money power. Not about the spirituality, not about what it is for, but the, it's a place where clashes are going on and they use terms like militant groups, uh, violence, uh, there's a scandal of internal politics and corruption, some disciples are killing gurus to claim the land, uh, and then it goes on to say that similar situations exist in many Hindu centers uh, besides this Kumvela, including Haridwar, Allahabad, Varanasi, and all this ought to be studied, put under a scanner and studied and uh, sent to international forums and international human rights and watchdog groups and people like that. So that's what they are all about. That's what they're trying to do. And then uh, a few days later, the same publication put out another article focusing on how this Kumbh is extravagant, waste of money. There are so many people poor, and the chief minister is basically wasting all this money, uh, spending public money on this kind of thing. And it's mismanaged. There's government corruption. Women are protesting against male dominance. There have been uh, many deaths. Seven people died, according to one report, they said. And then a few days later, BBC, Hindi News, BBC Hindi uh, on their website also, they have written this article, an investigative report uh, on the plight of Dalits in the Kumbh Mela. So they're presenting themselves as the voice of the Dalits, interviewing a lot of Dalits and trying to look for anybody who has a complaint. So that's, this gives you a nutshell, in a nutshell of what's going on. Now, the Harvard Project uh, published multiple volumes on the Kumbh Mela. And this is just the beginning. They sent teams from various departments, you know, architecture to look at well, how they're building this city to make Indians feel very proud that we're going to study the great architectural feat of putting up such a city. But they're collecting data. They're collecting data on how it's done. And they are, while they are there, they're building a database on who comes, you know, trying to register people's mobile numbers, trying to keep track of them even after they return to their villages, interviewing these people. So they have people from public health, who are looking for how disease is being spread so that they can come up with, uh, they're claiming they'll help, but they're coming up with vulnerabilities. They're coming up with where are we vulnerable? Where can we be attacked? Where can we be, where can we be criticized? Okay. So various departments, religion, wanting to look for, you know, uh, is it a Brahmin dominated thing, which it is not. Uh, are Muslims being allowed and are Christians being allowed because it's secular and plural and we should allow them. So they are, they are, in, they are almost like taking over the future direction and molding our attitudes and they bought off and co-opted many swamis, many political leaders, yeah, many media people. So I got to know this through my travels and through my investigations with Indians who are working for these Western agencies. Ford Foundation is in the act. Uh, Dinah Eck from Harvard, who is leading this Kumbh Mela project, said that she's very sad that uh, uh, feminist NGOs haven't really taken the responsibility to do their job yet, and she hopes that this will change. And Ford Foundation soon thereafter started giving grants, started empowering, uh, you know, uh, NGOs that are going to be Kumbh Mela watchdogs. So you will see a whole lot of Kumbh Mela watchdogs producing all kinds of reports, PhD dissertations being written on this. 
This will be the new fashionable site for anthropologists, human rights workers, and so on. So uh, the meanwhile, the people who are the real keepers of the tradition from a spiritual point of view aren't aware of all this. When I talked to them, many of them were very grateful. Some said, oh, we don't have to worry. We've been around for 8,000 years. It won't matter. Some said, it's not my job. Maybe the government will do it. Some were actually hostile to me, sold out in the sense that, who are you? Why are you interfering? It's our business. You don't have to worry. We trust those guys. They're very good to us. They come and give us gifts. They give us grants. You know, they are very traditional in their dress and they talk to us nicely. So, so, so you get a range of reactions from different people who, uh, who ought to be better informed. And hardly any reaction, hardly any person seems to really have studied this matter seriously. So this is a matter of concern. I think I've uncovered one more very big thing. And for the last 25 years, I've been trying to uncover things that people need to notice. People have not been noticing. And I think this is probably one of the biggest uh, yet to be discovered uh, things that uh, you know, I have come across uh, in, in, my, in my recent career. Dinaik mentioned that more feminists are needed in the Kumbh Mela. So uh, uh, what I have called atrocity literature is being developed, which is trying to document that maybe the women are uh, raped, so there are dowry issues, sati, all kinds of exotic, all kinds of exotic things are uh, being documented uh, there. This, so there is issues of uh, tantric sex. There are people with cameras mounted on kites so that uh, they act like a drone. Uh, some, one guy actually bragged about it, that he has the equivalent of a drone flying all the way the length and breadth of the Kumumela with the infrared night vision also. So he's capturing, you know, lots of hours of very private footage. And then they can decide how to use it and what to expose and how to make sensation and exotic and erotic out of it. So the Kumumela... Uh, and then there is people like uh, National Geographic magazine, who in the past uh, published a major feature article about uh, naked sadhus who eat flesh, human flesh. So this type of focus on the Kumbh Mela uh, I, I, it concerns me quite a bit. Besides the feminist lens, there is the second lens is uh, inequality, social inequality, social oppression, caste kind of stuff north-south divide, Aryan-Dravidian divide, people looking for these kind of things. Uh, and, and, you know, then the, the way it's presented to the, uh, to the Hindus is to make them proud, that we are, we are so impressed by your diversity, it is so exotic, it's so ancient, uh, this is so charming, you know, and people love to be on camera, people love to be interviewed, people love to be flown to uh, Harvard or a place like that and given some importance. So while stroking the pride uh, which is the job of the good cops, uh, you also have all the bad cops lurking around trying to capture this data for intervention purposes. The third lens, so besides feminism and human rights inequalities, the third lens, which is very common, is environmentalism. They're looking at how it's a source of pollution, just like, you know, the Ganesh festival and Diwali and all kinds of other Hindu festivals are being targeted. So they want to look for that this is causes disease, bring doctors into it in the, in the pretext of studying public health. What they're really trying to do is figure out how to blame the whole uh, syndrome, the whole phenomenon as a, as a human rights syndrome and a environmental syndrome. So this issue of uh, 
you know, there's so much plastic being used, all that. Now, these are valid issues. Uh, the feminist issue is a valid issue. The, uh, the human rights issue is a valid issue. The environmentalism is a valid issue. But the control of such studies should be in the hands of our own akharas and our own uh, leaders rather than hand it over to others to come and study us and tell us what's wrong and intervene and take over and, and uh, appropriate what they need for themselves and distort what they cannot use. I don't want Kumbh Mela to turn into another Halloween. In the United States, there's a festival. It used to be pagan, Wicca, Wicca festival. Uh, uh, or it wasn't really a particular fe festival per se, but they've exoticized a whole lot of Wicca, pre-Christian European traditions, symbols, and turned it into, you know, weird stuff. And it's celebrated, rejoiced. The reason I, I came up with this uh, perspective is I had a secretary long ago, 15 years ago, a white lady, and she was a Wicca. And she told me that uh, we, the Wicca, are very upset at Halloween. We think that they are making fun of us. They have taken our stuff, turned it into some kind of uh, pop culture with exotic stuff and all kinds of false statements and false claims about us. I started becoming very sensitive from that. And I started imagining what happens if in the Kumbh Mela you have a, a Ram Leela, which is making fun, which is a parody. Uh, what, what happens if, uh, you know, all our itihas, all our symbols, uh, new kinds of dances which are pejorative. What happens if, the, if it is the Ram Leela actually becomes uh, Christ Leela. So, and a and lot of budget is spent on producing these kind of works. Do not think that this is fantasy. Do not think this is fantasy. Do not think that I'm, I'm just conjuring up some kind of a conspiracy. 20 years ago, when I said similar things about the Wendy Doniger stuff, a lot of people poo-pooed it, but now there are so many people joining the bandwagon. Uh, I've since then talked about, uh, 20 years ago, I started this talk about India versus South Asia. At that time, people didn't take it seriously. I have a lot of articles I wrote on it. People now take these matters very seriously. So I'm telling you that the Kumbh Mela is the latest site for research on such kind of things and the latest site for intervention. So Kumbh Mela is not only the center for all the greatness of our tradition, but also where a lot of threat uh, faces us. Now, the, uh, the evangelists are lurking. The evangelists are getting in to begin soft Christianity. So first it will be Jesus is a yogi, you know, Jesus is also a yogi, all of you should feel proud. And Mary comes in a sari with a bindi, and she's also very nice. And there's no overt, heavy, aggressive, hard, you know, conversion going on. It's uh, giving food and being charitable and, you know, the Mother Teresa kind of people. So there's, there's, there's that kind of an influx beginning, okay? And there's also, this is called uh, Sam and Dan. Sam, we are all the same. Dan, we are charitable in our tradition. And then comes Bhed and Dand. Bhed is clash, conflict, and Dund is attack. So the Bhed done, done by the bad cops will come later. First, we're going to see an onslaught. We are beginning to see an onslaught in the early stages of Sam and Dan. Good, good cops doing all these nice things for us. So uh, Harvard's Pluralism Project. Harvard has a project Diana Eck runs called Pluralism, and it tries to champion pluralism. So it will show that this is one of the most pluralistic events in the world, make us all feel proud. But in the name of pluralism, a lot of Hindus will be co-opted to say, we welcome the Christians, uh, we welcome Christianity. Uh, the church is designing tents 
for the Kumbh Mela, that will be churches. The, some Muslim groups are designing tents that will serve as temporary mosques, but not right away. Initially, it will be Sufi music. It will be Sufi music that says uh, Ishwara Allah Tere Naam kind of stuff. Yeah? And gradually soft Islamized and gradually turned into places where you have namaz. So what happens? At, at what place, at what point do we draw the line? At what point and how do we draw the line? Can we draw the line? Can we uh, legally assert? And I, and I want to come back and discuss these, uh, continue discussing these matters later. This is a big topic. Uh, and, and I want to not finish the whole thing in one shot. It will be too long of a video. So think of this as part one. I'm going to come back in a few days with a part two. To be continued. A very, very important point. A very important theme. What I want each of you to do is get your friends to watch this recorded video, which will go on my, on my Facebook site, the Rajivmalhotra.official site. Have your friends look at it. Have your friends... Uh, become followers on my page because I am going to start giving a couple times a week or so regular updates on this issue and various other issues. I have a lot of data uh, and, and, and I, it would take me a long time to write major books. I'll keep writing books, but I think I need to get the information out quickly to you. Uh, a lot of people have wanted that, so I'm finally deciding I'll, I'll use video to get my information out in a very timely manner. So you can help me by distributing and disseminating this knowledge to as many people as you can. We need to build a lot of awareness and then we need to take some actions which I will tell you about in future broadcasts. Thank you very much and I look forward to uh, seeing you again in a few days. Namaste.